In this episode, we're going to talk about the idea of compassionate leadership and how it might help you elevate your own leadership and create better, stronger relationships and even accountability with your team. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around, because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Manager Truck Podcast. In this episode, I want to share more about compassionate leadership. There are many different ways to looking at compassion and empathy and psychological safety and vulnerability in leadership. And I'm sure since you're listening to this podcast, you're probably interested overall in the topic of leadership development. And so these what I call buzzwords are probably not brand new to you. But compassionate leadership is something that I think is worthwhile studying and learning more about because at the end of the day no matter which field or industry you're in or what profession you do we're all in the business of people and when it comes to working with other people and building strong relationships having compassion is a crucial ingredient to success and also the reason this came up is because in my advanced leadership program which is essentially the successor program to the leadership accelerator for new managers there are six key pillars of, in terms of leadership concepts and ideas that we dive deep into over the course of six months. One of those pillars is around compassion and compassionate leadership. And we've just recently completed that with the current group that's going through the program. And we've had some really interesting insights and takeaways and conversations around how compassion shows up in the participants' work situations for them as leaders and how they can move into a more compassionate approach. And some people had some really good wins um, and successes by doing so. And it inspired me to share a little bit more about compassionate leadership on the podcast here as well. To make sure you and I are on the same page, let me first start off by defining what I think compassion is. And if you Google the word compassion and definition, you'll probably find a range of definitions. The definition that I like the most in the context of leadership development is that compassion is the feeling that arises when you are confronted with another person's suffering or struggle or stress and you feel motivated to relieve them from that burden. Now, it's different to empathy where we also feel with them, but we're taking on some of that burden ourselves. It's like seeing someone else carrying a big boulder on their shoulders or their back. And then we would say, hey, let me carry that thing. I see that you're in pain, so let me help you carry it. Instead, what we mean with compassion is to see it, recognize, oh, this is hard. They're struggling with this. How can I help this person get rid of that boulder? 
How can I act and support them without me taking it all on, but to help them get rid of it, drop it, bring it up to the peak of the mountain, wherever they're going, right? So that is what my understanding is in the context of leadership development and how in this episode specifically, I want to talk about compassion. You might be wondering why compassion matters so much. So I've already alluded to the fact that it is a critical component in terms of developing relationships in the workplace and employee retention as a result, as well as sort of the, the perceived stress on a team, mental health, the trust in relationships. It touches on many, many aspects of well-being. It touches on many, many aspects that are very relevant as it comes to leadership development and how the people on your team feel about you as a leader. Now, if you're a little bit more of a results or an an analytical process-driven person, you might be thinking, okay, great. (laughs) And so it's going to help me in building relationships. Awesome. But is it also good for business? Let me read this quote to you from Jeff Weiner, who is a big advocate of compassionate leadership. And probably if you Google the topic, you'll find his name come up most often in your search results. He has Jeff Weiner, who's the former CEO of LinkedIn. And now at the time of this recording, he's an investor as well as an executive chairman of LinkedIn. He said, at the end of the day, I think one of the most important drivers of long-term value within an organization is the speed and quality of its decision making. When you cultivate trust, when you cultivate compassionate management, You put yourself and your team in a position where you can be making high quality decisions faster. So in essence, he's saying ultimately how you're going to contribute most value to an organization as a leader is your ability to increase the speed and the quality of decision making for your team and within your team. And compassionate management and trust, that goes hand in hand, are the key ingredients to help you achieve exactly that. So I'm sharing this quote to underscore that compassionate leadership is not only something that feels good for people and creates positive work environments and strong, trusted relationships. We can also argue that it will create better business results at the end of the day. In fact, looking at other thought leaders in that field, there's Rasmus Hugard and Jacqueline Carter, as well as Jason Beck, who surveyed more than a thousand leaders from 800 organizations. And 91% of them said that compassion is very important for their leadership, 91%. And 80% said that they would like to enhance their compassion, but do not know how. So again, 91% say compassion is really important and 80% say, I actually want to get better at it. I understand it's important and I think I could do better, but I'm not sure how. So while this is a big topic, obviously, and more than what I can cover in this episode, I have two main goals for this episode. Number one is planting a seed that compassion really, really matters for you as a leader and hopefully to spark the interest that you want to learn more about it, be this through a coaching or a leadership development program, such as the advanced leadership program or anything else that you have available to you. Or this may be a book or a YouTube video or LinkedIn course that you can consume. I have a link to a couple of those resources below. And second, that you have an idea of what that actually looks like. And my second goal is that you actually have an idea of what you can do in order to be more compassionate in your leadership. So what I want to talk to you about is the compassionate flywheel. This is a tool created by Potential Project. And on that flywheel, there are four phases. 
or stages. And on that flywheel represents what compassionate leadership actually looks like in the day-to-day behaviors of leaders. That first stage is caring presence which means to be actively listening to your employees, to be present with what's going on for them, to be in the moment, not to be distracted, not to multitask, not to wander off in your thoughts and go elsewhere and not to be occupied with your own agenda and what you need to convey when someone else is sharing about struggles or challenges that they're going through. Instead, really slowing down in the moment and tuning in to the emotional state of the other person on the other side of the table or the other side of the Zoom room and to be present with them, to make them feel heard and seen. That's stage number one. Stage number two is caring courage and this means that you do things even when they're uncomfortable in order to help someone else be more successful or to struggle less so this means you're doing hard things but you're doing them in a humane caring way it is really taking that stance of a leader as well and and someone who's showing up and standing up for what's right not for what's easy Sometimes it also means that we have to emotionally detach a little bit in order to show up with more compassion for another person. If we ourselves are too emotionally engaged, we might actually mitigate or are unable to support the other person. So that requires courage. It requires a whole bunch of self-awareness too. But what carrying courage really boils down to is that you step outside of your comfort zone in order to support someone else and alleviate them for their struggles and challenges. Again, not to take it on yourself, but to help someone else feel better or do better. The third step is caring candor. Now, this means to be direct and to be straightforward. Being clear is being kind. So we're not rushing things, we're not sugarcoating, instead we are present, we are courageous in conversations, and we're being candid in what we're saying. We're being direct and straightforward with the intention to support the other person. Not to criticize them, but to be an ally and to present learning opportunities in the moment, to help them improve and get better, to help them see things in a different perspective, in a new light potentially, to challenge them to go beyond what they're currently doing if you see that they have the capacity and the resources to do so. And then the last one is caring transparency. So making the invisible visible, getting ideas and thoughts out into the open. It's letting people know where they stand and what comes next. You let them know how well they're meeting expectations, how well they're performing, or if they're not performing according to expectations. You're being candid in your feedback and you're being transparent on your expectations. You, in essence, let people know what's on your mind and in your heart in a caring way, not from a selfish, blunt, or arrogant, or egocentric perspective, but you're coming from a caring place with the intention to support, to coach, to challenge, to guide those around you. 
So let me go back to what I shared in the beginning of my goals and my intention for this podcast episode. I said, I want to inspire you to learn more about compassion leadership. And I also said, I want to help you take some action and show up a little bit more compassionate this coming week. And so as I was walking through the compassion flywheel and the four steps in terms of caring presence, caring courage, caring candor, and caring transparency, let's look at some specific things and questions that you can reflect on and then take some action on. The first one, as it relates to caring presence, is who on your team needs the gift of your time and attention this week? Think about one person that you manage or interact with often that needs some quality time that's not rushed and not driven by tactical conversations and status updates, but really for you to tune in and ask them how they're really doing. Who is that person and when can you make that conversation happen? The second one around caring courage is what decision or conversation have you been avoiding that can now happen this week, that can and should happen this week? So what's a decision that's going to require you to be courageous because it feels a little uncomfortable or what's a conversation that you know you should be having? The third question that I ask you to consider is around caring candor. Think about what you can share candidly this week that you might have been beating around the bush on a little bit. And you can be more straightforward and direct this week. Maybe something that you may have addressed, partially addressed, sort of addressed in the past. But if I asked you, does the other person know and does the person, other person understand and is 100% on the same page as you are? And if you say, maybe, I'm not sure, I hope they are, then that may be something that needs clarification. And that is caring candor. So what's one thing that you can clarify and be more direct about this week? And then the last question around caring transparency would be, what information have you been withholding that you could share right now so that others can better understand your situation or your perspective? What's an opinion or an idea or a plan that you haven't fully and transparently communicated so far. So think about these questions and then um, So I hope that these questions brought up some ideas, ideally at least four things that you can now go out and do. Now, before we end this podcast, I also want to address a topic around compassion and accountability. If you're compassionate without also encouraging accountability, you're not going to be able to get much done, right? This is when we think about servant leadership and wanting to help and being really compassionate. But we forget that also comes with the responsibility to encourage and hold up accountability on the team. One cannot go without the other. If you are very focused on accountability, but you leave out compassion, it's likely that others will feel alienated in the process. It feels a lot more like a command and control approach and as if the person doesn't matter much. But when we combine the two, it becomes really, really powerful. Because in essence, if you think about accountability, accountability doesn't mean, oh, I have to hold someone else accountable and I have to let them know what they're doing well and if they're not on time and I have to remind them and I have to get the status updates and I have to keep track of what they're doing or what they're not doing. 
That's not what it means. Accountability is about personal responsibility. It's helping other people clarify the commitments that they want to make for them to say out loud what commitments that they're making and be really explicit about it. And then for you as the leader to hold them to account to the commitments that they have made to you. It's not you asking them something and then you have to follow through. Instead, you turn this around and you say, what are you going to commit to? They're going to commit to doing XYZ by Friday. If by Friday this didn't happen, you're not going to ask, hey, where is this thing? Or please send it to me now. Why is this late? Instead, you're going to say, hey, remember on Monday you said you're going to have it done by Friday. What got in the way? You hold them to account to their own commitments. And when you do this in a compassionate way where you're transparent, you're candid, you're courageous, and you're present in the moment in the conversation, the two together are a magical combination for effective leadership. So I hope that this topic inspired you to think a little bit more about compassionate leadership and that you're ready to go out and take some action and really lean into this idea of compassionate leadership, that you're ready to check out the links in the show notes and then that you go out and actually apply some of these things and think about the questions that I asked you to consider and go have some of the tough conversations or clarify some information and be really present and share the gift of your time and your attention with someone who really needs it this week. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back with another episode of the Manager Track podcast next week. And if you want to learn more about the Leadership Accelerated Program or the Advanced Leadership Program in which we talk about compassion in more depth, then I will have those linked in the show notes as well. Or you can always reach out to me directly at contact at RamonaShaw.com. Thanks again and take care. Bye-bye. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.